Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Anonymous Show 81, The Night Shift is Live. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are listening to this. Welcome to the Night Shift. This is the show where we talk a little bit about medicine, health, news, entertainment, public policy, politics, pop culture, new media, and whatever else comes up. I'm, of course, your favorite physician host, Dr. A, and you can always find me at Dr. Anonymous. Dot com. You can find me at DrAnonymous.com, DrAnonymous.net, DrAnonymous.org. I won't go into that. Just click over there and figure it out. Today is Saturday, March 7th, 2009. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And here in northeastern Ohio, we've got close to 70 degrees today. Very excited about that. And, of course, as always, we have our lovely co-host from the Landy Lowdown and and Vanya Burl Live. We had Kat with us this evening. How are you doing this evening, Kat? I'm doing great. How are you, Chief? Ah. <laughs> 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 What's going on, my friend? Man, so you I see you've hit the wine early tonight. Is that true or not? <laughs> not early? <laughs> No, early would be like before twelve in the afternoon, like you do your show prep at eleven in in the ah. Well, see, I need I need at least eight or nine hours to do show prep. So, uh, and I uh, started at the bar, and uh, you know, I think that's that's a good tradition that I have. So, uh, you know, 
I think I it's know. hilarious that this week on Twitter, you Twittered that you were doing your show prep, right? And, I mean, you're are you in Eastern or Central? You're in Eastern, right? I am uh, Rock Dog Time, which is Eastern. Okay. Actually, it, no, it was almost 11 my time. So it was almost 12 your time. It wasn't 12 o'clock your time yet. And you said, oh, show prep, let the show prep begin. And, of course, there was a picture of a beer. And I thought, man, that's early to be drinking, you know. <laughs> and then you wrote a Twitter. You wrote a Twitter a little bit, you know, a few days later, going to dinner now. And it was like, for me, 4 o'clock in the afternoon or maybe almost 4 o'clock. So I'm like, what is he, a senior citizen? You know, you, you wow. dream <laughs> four minutes in, and I'm I'm getting I'm getting the old guy jokes. That's nice. That's good. No, no, no. I just think it's funny that you both drink early and eat early. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. We'll have to talk about that uh, another time. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to bring it up. I don't know why. So how was your how was your day today there, uh, cats? Before we get in, get into things here, I had a pretty good day. Uh, not pretty uneventful, but <laughs> like basic day. Nothing exciting happened today, unfortunately. Did you, you work today? Actually, I did not work today. Uh, I happened to have today off, and I well, I started my spring cleaning a little bit early. Well, not really early. It's almost spring. Isn't it daylight savings time tonight? Yes, this is. Uh, yeah, it's it's daylight savings time. It's when we spring forward, and uh, something that I love is that uh, yesterday, <laughs> on Twitter, and on Facebook, like all these people are saying, "Don't forget to turn your clocks forward tomorrow." I'm like, okay, whatever. So I mean, these people think they're, I don't know, they're helpful by saying that because everybody tomorrow morning is going to be like. Oh, I forgot to turn my clocks forward, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. That's just me. There's always people who forget. <laughs> and it never fails. It never fails. Every year there's always people. And I'm surprised how early it is now. I guess they did this last year, right? They're making it longer now. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Only uh, only Congress can make time change. So, uh <laughs> So we're uh, we're going to be having an hour additional of sunlight, which I'm not I'm not bitching about, you know, because tomorrow night I'll be like, oh, it's brighter an hour later, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of neat. So I'm not complaining about it. So, but yes, it is it is earlier, um, and I think it's usually in April or later in March or something like that. So, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, that is correct, there, cat. Wow. Well, <laughs> I don't like to spring <laughs> forward. I like to fall back. You, you, yeah, I wish you could like. Hours sleep. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, I, I love uh, the fall back thing because uh, I remember uh, a million years ago in college, where uh, we would go out to the bar when we would uh, when they would do the fall back thing, and then they would uh, they would have last call, and then an hour later they would have last call again. It was like hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, it's 2 o'clock again. Oh, great. Yay. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. You see, but you know, tonight it'll be like, oh, well, I lost an hour. Where the heck did it go? And we won't get it back for another six months or something, so whatever. <laughs> so I'm hoping tonight, 
I'm hoping tonight, because the last couple of weeks, I've had these audio problems, and, and, and for my Thursday show this week, I had a little bit of audio problems, too. So I, I don't know, Block Talk Radio is finally trying to kick me off the air, but uh, I'm hoping tonight that uh, I do not have any kind of audio problems. So I have a feeling you won't. Did I tell you <laughs> I'm a little bit psychic? Really? You're a little bit psychic? Yeah, I am, actually. For oh, real. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, I'm being serious. Do you see? Do you see my pink shirt that I have on the webcam here? Actually, I do. I came in uh, just for a little bit, you know, just to see how the chat room was doing. But you know how I am. I can't stay in the chat room and do and do a, a show because I get distracted. But yes, I did see your pink shirt, and you look quite smashing it. I must say. Really, really, because real, real BTR hosts wear pink. So that's all I'm saying. Real men wear pink, exactly, and real BTR hosts. <laughs> uh, well, I'm excited about this show, too, because I haven't told you anything about this show, uh, and uh, I have a bunch of stuff that's playing here, so uh, we're going we're gonna to kind of roll into things here. So you want to do some news? Why don't we do some news? Okay. I got, I, I got the funky news music, so... Uh, Good. I like that. I love that music. Here's the night shift news. You probably heard of this uh, on the news here. This uh, this first story is this. Uh, did you hear about this breastfeeding mom when she was driving? Did you hear about that story? You know, I I didn't hear about it. I saw it on your um, description. I can't even believe it. <laughs> well, in fact, uh, I have a little audio clip here. Uh, actually, this story was uh, from here in Ohio, from uh, from the Dayton area down there. So, here's a little story to uh, get everybody up to date on what's going on. Here we go. Janine Compton has... Whoops, sorry. Uh, it's a little bit low there. So, yeah, so, the, so this is what you'll hear is, is, the, is the mom. Uh, the first part of the story is the mom, the, uh, the interview of the mom who uh, was breastfeeding the baby while she was driving. Here we go. I'm hungry. I'm going to feed it. Janine Compton has no problem about breastfeeding her young daughter while behind the wheel of a car, but Kettering police do. She needs to feed her baby and that she wasn't so concerned about the safety of the child. Police say Compton was driving her other kids to school yesterday in the area of Far Hills and Dorothy Lane when another driver saw her breastfeeding and called 911. I wouldn't want anything to happen to any of my children. That's why I tell them all the time, get in the seatbelt, all of that. But this particular morning, this child wanted to eat, and I did feed my child. Apparently the child is uh, breastfed at this specific time each morning, and that she felt that she needed to feed the child while she was driving. And officers say that's wrong for many reasons. Number one, safety. The danger is not only an accident, but the possible deployment of the airbag. Um, a small child sitting that close to the steering wheel with the deployment of an airbag anywhere between 120 and 200 miles an hour. If I'm in an accident and I'm in a seatbelt and the airbag deploys, it's the same difference. 
There's no difference. Also, children under four years old or 40 pounds must always be properly restrained in a car seat. When I travel long distances, yes, I have pulled off to the side of the road to take them out of a car seat so I can nurse my child, put them back in the car seat. Compton said she'd take the officer's advice under consideration, but may drive and breastfeed again. Walking down the street can be dangerous. I'm not going to say that, oh, this one incident was just going to put us in harm's way. <laughs> what do you think about that, cat? Oh, God. Idiot is not even the word. Let's think about this for a second, okay? Even if she wasn't breastfeeding her kid, if she was putting her kid in the seat of her lap, just like, you know, Brittany did with her kid, would she be complaining if they gave her a ticket because the kid's not in a child, is not in a, a car seat? You know, that's, that's the basic thing right there. The kid should be in a car seat anyway. And besides breastfeeding, how are you going to concentrate... It's just like you can't text and drive at the same time, right? Oh, you can't? How can you? Well, I mean, you probably could, but you might <laughs> no, just No, I'm not. No. We're not We're not at the night shift here, uh, you know, advocating texting while driving. No, not at all. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know. My little British accent came out for some reason. That was your block duck radio lady uh, accent, wasn't it? Yes, she she's starting to um, you know get inside of me or something. I don't know. She's taking over my body. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I mean the woman's an idiot. Yes, I mean that is so dangerous for the fact of even the smallest, even a fender bender, the kid can oh, just, yeah. you know slam up against the the steering wheel even if the airbag doesn't deploy. She was uh, she was charged with a misdemeanor charge of child endangering and an unlawful child restraint misdemeanor charge. She was in court on Thursday and pled not guilty. <laughs> she was. Oh my god. And uh, then she, and she I, would do it again. Uh, and then I don't know. She, she, she probably will. Um, reading from a news story here from the uh, Dayton Daily News. Uh, a, uh, a driver called 911 reporting uh, the incident, and uh, that's how the uh, police uh, uh, found her. The story goes on, if convicted of a child endangering charge, this person could face up to 180 days in jail and fine between $1,500 and $1,800. If convicted of the unlawful restraint charge, she could be fined up to $150. So, whatever. That's it. That's all she'd be charged. Yeah, that's that's, that's what the story says. Yeah. One hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, well, no, the the other charge is uh, what did I say? Uh, between fifteen hundred and eighteen hundred dollars, and one hundred eighty J's in jail, maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I misunderstood. Okay. Yeah, there are two two separate charges. Okay. Um, man. I mean, I. Hopefully they they do whatever they can. That should be outlawed, just like a lot of other things are outlawed to do while you're driving. I mean, that should should be a precedent for making a law right there. Well, it is a law. Your kid has to be in a car seat. 
Exactly. I mean, yeah. he just has to be in a car seat. It doesn't matter if you're breastfeeding or he's just sitting in the seat next to you or whatever. He's got to be properly in the car seat. Or if he's too old for a car seat, needs to be seat belted in. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's simple. It's a black and white issue. I don't even understand what their what their what what this woman's pro- rationalization is because her child's hungry. How long does it take to take your kids to school? The kid can't wait. And besides, you, have you heard heard of pumping lady? There's bottles. You could give the kid a bottle of your boo juice. She could have pulled over too. I mean, you know what's the deal? That too. Yeah, she could have pulled <laughs> over anything. What a moron. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on here. Next story here. So so have you heard about this uh this uh <clears throat> McNugget lady in Florida who called nine one one? Did you hear about that? <laughs> I heard about that, but I don't know all the details. What exactly happened? Why did she Well, funny you should say that because I have uh you know there's a theme here, I have all these audio clips which I'm very excited about. So here's a here's a new story about the uh, about the McNugget lady. The Florida woman who called nine. Oh man, that I got to. <laughs> well, I because I I had to adjust the volume here so people can hear it. So let's try this again. The Florida woman who called 911 three times after McDonald's refused to refund her money because they were out of McNuggets is defending herself. I'm in a fast food restaurant, hand her my money. She gave me the change to me. They don't have what I want. I felt like I had the right to call the police before instead of jumping across the counter at her. Now I'm getting all kind of phone calls. I holler back, I see your picture on the news, you're on the news, and chicken nugget laid all type of Latresa Goodman is now facing charges of misusing 911. McDonald's apologized and said the worker should have refunded her money. <laughs> so what do you think about that there, Kat? So your theme for tonight's show is stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, the woman should have paid her back, whatever, then call the police, don't call 911. Why don't people understand that 911 is not for police matters unless somebody's breaking into your home? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, another simple case of how come this woman can't understand why she's in the news? Because she called 911 over chicken nuts. <laughs> That's why. Is that hard for you to understand, lady? <laughs> uh, well, uh, actually, uh, uh, we have an exclusive here on the night shift here. We actually uh, had a, a representative here. Uh, uh, I think it's from McDonald's here. Uh, left a little voicemail oh. for the show here. Can you, so, uh, yeah, so why don't we just play that, and then we'll just kind of, uh, you know, get people's reaction to this. So we'll, I was very oh. surprised at that, uh, that I got this today, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll play this right now. Um, hello. Uh, my name is Todd Finkelstein. I'm a public relations representative for the McDonald's Corporation. And with regards to your show, Dr. A, I must say, I'm loving it. I'm calling in to issue an official statement regarding the 911 McNugget incident in Florida, which is as follows. Satisfying each and every customer that visits our restaurants is very important to us. Regarding this isolated incident, we apologize for the inconvenience caused. In the event that we are unable to fill an order, a customer should be offered the choice of a full refund 
or alternative menu items. We regret in this instance that wasn't the case. We want to correct our mistake. We will be sending the customer her refund along with invitation to return for her original order on us. We never want to disappoint a McNuggets fan or any McDonald's customer. Customer satisfaction is our top priority. Oh, Lord. She found me. That psycho nutjob found me. Customer satisfaction is our top priority. You stay away from me. Shut up. I don't have your McNuggets. Hold on. Hold on. Would you like a McDouble? Oh, crap. Help. Help. Someone call 911. I need help. Uh, uh, wow. Um, man. I hope that guy's okay. <laughs> wow. Man. Maybe we shouldn't cover those stories there because we're – maybe we uh, threaten people's lives on this show. I'm not sure what, not sure what happened there, but uh, – I do want to thank the uh, representative from uh, McDonald's for uh, calling into the show, and uh, I hope you're okay. Uh, um, if you, you need any help, you know you can just call us back. So I don't know. Or call nine one one. Like you said, help! Call nine one one. Yeah, I got that about I don't know three hours ago. I hope he's I hope he's okay. I don't know. Maybe he twittered he's in jail. I'm not sure. I'll have to. Uh, We'll have to check my Twitters on that. Oh, too. he's on Twitter too. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to uh, we'll have to figure that out. Oh my God! Speaking <laughs> of Twitter, I just have to say this real quick. I downloaded that tweet deck and I love it. Oh yeah. Do you have tweet deck? I I tried it and it's uh, it's too much for me. I can't. I cannot. I can't handle the truth. I can't. I can't handle the tweet deck there. I mean, uh, it's just, oh, it's too much. I love it. 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 I just had to say that. But go ahead, finish your story. I just. No, no, that's it. Uh, that's the end of the bit. I mean, that's the end of the story. Uh, ah! so, yeah. How's uh? How, how's your how's your iPod Touch there, Cat? Uh, I'm still playing with it all the time. I love this thing. I you know I got a 16 gig. And I have like four point something gigs left on it. And I just got this thing. That's how much I've been downloading on it. <laughs> All right. I, well, let's see. <laughs> oh, and I hate my crap berry, by the way. I'm sure Burl will have something to say about it when I go on the show uh, in, what, an hour and a half? Uh, <laughs> he's going to... Uh, I have a problem with that because now remember how I was having problems where my crackberry wouldn't always take it wouldn't take my text messages and it wouldn't send them um, and it wouldn't like for instance if I get a call but I'm not around the phone okay and so I miss it I'll come to the phone and it'll say you have a missed call right so I go to view it and the, the number's not there it, it erases every call that comes in so I have no saved calls in my log right in my call log 
And now it's doing it almost all the time now. So it's just, I don't understand what the big deal about BlackBerry is because two other people I work with at work got a BlackBerry curve and they've both had problems with it. It's like, this thing is not worth it. The BlackBerry is now the Crapberry. And my <laughs> next phone will not be a Crapberry. I can promise you that. <laughs> Wow. So if anyone who anyone out there who possibly has my number or whatever who's wanting to text me or call me, I may not get your text. So if I don't return your text, don't be offended. And if you call and I'm not there, if you want me to call you back, leave a message. Don't uh, just assume that I saw you call because I don't know that you called. So for all of cat stalkers out there, ah! if, if she doesn't call you back, just leave a text. <laughs> And she'll then call you back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's let's move on here a little bit. So um, so this next story here. So you're uh, you're you're a little bit of a uh, you're a little bit of a football fan, aren't you, there, Cat? Oh, I love football. So did you hear about this uh, Kentucky uh, high school football coach? You know, back last summer, one of his uh, players, you know, collapsed and died. And the accusation is this, that this football coach was pushing these uh, these players too hard. Do you remember hearing about that story? You know, I have to be watching the news more because I don't know any of these things you're talking about. <laughs> well, funny you should say that because I do have a news story here. and I may not catch up everybody on this, but uh, uh, I have a little new, little new toy here that <laughs> gets audio off of video, which is pretty cool. So uh, this was uh, this guy was in court this week, actually. So let's uh, let's play this thing, and uh, we'll see. RP football coach is formally charged with the death of his player. Jason Stinson stands accused of denying Max Gilpin water while running sprints on a hot summer day. Ben Jackie is live at the Judicial Center with what happened in court today. Ben? Well, Rick, a swarm of national media descended upon the Judicial Center for a process that took every bit of 60 seconds. But, of course, the reason is many believe this is a precedent-setting case. It's something the state says is irrelevant, but something the defense believes could help them. Jason Stenson entered Jefferson Circuit Court to enter an expected plea. Judge will enter a plea of not guilty, waive all formalities. Most of the day, one word was repeated throughout the courthouse, precedent. It's never been done before. I mean, the courthouse is, is filled with people that have committed murder, committed robbery, committed rape. This man's a football coach, and a tragedy happened, and unfortunately in life, tragedies do happen sometimes, and there's not always someone that's at fault. This is not about football, and it's not about coaches. This is about an adult human being who had training, who was responsible for the health and welfare of a child. Some witnesses say on that hot August day, Stenson denied Max Gilpin and others water as they ran sprints. Stenson's attorney says water breaks were scheduled and players had one right before they ran. WLKY uncovered documentation months ago that the 15-year-old was taking Adderall for attention deficit disorder. Friends also say he was taking creatine, but no autopsy was performed to determine what role, if any, they may have played in Gilpin's death. Attorney Brian Butler says his client followed state guidelines and calls this precedent dangerous. This indictment sends, uh, it's got to send shockwaves for every coach, at, whether it's basketball, football, anybody that's involved in high school or college athletics has got to take note of this indictment. Gilpin's mother watched as Stinson left the courthouse to be booked. He had nothing to say as he left Metro Corrections. His attorneys hope 
they'll never have to return. There is no way to settle this case. Uh, Coach Stenson absolutely believes that he is innocent of these charges. Now, both sides came to an agreement that allowed Stenson to be released on his own recognizance. He will be back here in court in March. Live at the Judicial Center, I'm Ben Jackie, WLKY News. So that, uh, that was a, uh, a news station out of, uh, I think, Lexington, Kentucky, where uh, I think where the trial or where he did the plea thing and stuff. It's an interesting story. I mean, it's... Uh, which high school was it? It was high school. Sorry. Yeah, high school. No, which high school did it say? Um, I don't know. It's probably in a news story somewhere. I'm not sure what uh, what high school it was. Okay. Well, because I know of some high schools in Lexington, Kentucky. That's why I asked. But mm-hmm. uh, that's well, Kentucky is like the cheerleading state of the world, <laughs> and I like to watch cheerleading shows, like reality shows. And Lexington, uh, they had it. Okay, I don't know if anyone in the chat room, because I'm not in the chat room ever saw the reality show Cheerleader Nation. It was about this high school in Lexington, Kentucky, Dunbar High School. Their cheerleading squad has won the national championship like the last six years in a row or something. It's like unprecedented. Like all the good cheerleaders come from there. So I'm really – I know in Kentucky both football and and cheerleading are big, big, big things. So I think – Probably even cheerleading coaches and stuff push their kids hard. You know, how many for how many years, this has gone on forever, have coaches pushed their players hard, right? Right, But it's right. all about what exactly are the, all. you know, he, he denied them water. Well, that could be a big deal, you know. Um, I mean, I don't know what's your, what's your take on this. What do you, do you think he's responsible? Well, I mean, it's it's tough because you know I, I see uh, you know I kind of see both sides on this, and um, and as as I've you know talked on my blog, even talked on my show before, you know I'm a I'm I'm a team physician, you know, for our uh, for one of our high school teams here, and uh, you know I I and I talk about that too as far as getting enough water and things, and you know, but the coach's standpoint, and you know, especially in high school, I mean, these are uh, these are volunteer. Coaches, well, no, I mean some of them are teachers too. So, but it's just I don't know. I mean, if 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 this some comes down with some kind of legal ruling, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's it is uh, it is going to be precedent setting. I mean, yeah, you know, obviously I feel bad for the family in this case. It's a tragic case. Uh, I think somebody should be responsible, but it's just you know how do you deal that out, and and uh, you know what is that going to mean for the future of not just football. But every sport, you know, and even, you know, you know, male, female, even cheerleading, even, you know, it, it's going to impact everybody, uh, especially at the high school level or even going down into the grade school level. I mean, it's, I'm not sure. It's a, it'll be interesting to kind of see how this plays out. Right. I mean, yeah, it's like how far do you push your players? I do, I mean, I agree that you have to be, meet their basic needs like I'm saying like like I'm saying oh they got a water break before well whatever however many water breaks they need they should get and if 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 they can't do if 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 the coach believes that a certain player is not playing to his fullest potential no matter what he's done I mean even if he's not hard on him let's say let's say he's just hard enough but still provides him with all the basic stuff he needs. 
and he doesn't cut the job, then kick him off the team, whatever, you know? <laughs> don't don't push kids to the point where they, I don't know. Like I saw, getting off the subject, I saw a law and order about this once with cheerleaders in high school. I mean, not cheerleaders, uh, gymnasts in high school. And their coach was pushing them so hard. And, you know, like when when one of the, tech, the detectives, the female detective would go and talk to other girls, uh, you know, she found out things. Like one girl didn't even have her periods because he was working them so hard that, you know, she didn't even have normal periods. You know, that's not good. That's not healthy. You have to keep the kids healthy. At the same time, you're, you know, coaching them to win games or win right. competition or whatever. It's so, a fine line, and I don't know where that line is. And uh, um, because I understand from the coach's perspective, you want to push your players, you know, to the brink. And, uh, you know, how much is too much? Uh, and I don't know what that is. But uh, so this is going to be real interesting to, to follow. Well, and the difference is between, like, you could have two football players side by side. Let's say in a lot of ways they're equal in the way they play. And the coach pushes them each equally hard. But one kills over for some reason during practice and the other one doesn't. It, could, it be, could it be that they had something else going on wrong with them? Or they might be taking drugs or doing something else that the coach doesn't know about. Now, in this case, obviously, I think it's different, right? Because this has been a year. They know everything. They know why the kid died. And... Well, I mean, actually, they don't. I mean, they, they, the report said that, that they did not do an autopsy. So we'll kind of never oh. know. We'll kind of never know what uh, what happened. He could have had anything. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, I mean, I will emphasize again. You know, I'm not. I'm not blaming the kid. You know, and this is not the. This is not the. You know the place oh, where no, I'm going to be blaming the the victim. It's a very tragic case, uh, and it, obviously I feel sorry for the family and for the school and for his friends and for the community there. Uh, it's just the the legal part of this case is something that is uh, uh, is what's interesting me. Right. Hmm. Well, I have to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. I'm sorry, I'm not making fun. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, here it is, right here. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's, let's segue here. So, I, so, um, uh, so there's a story out there. I think it's out of California because, you know, all great stories come out of California. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, and it involves a fertility clinic, but I'm not talking Octomom tonight, so, this, uh, so where am I talking that? Um, I'm talking of a, a clinic that uh, uh, advertises that uh, they can genetically uh, have a baby. As far as you can pick the sex, you can pick you can pick the uh, the color of the eyes, or blonde or blue eye, or something like that. I don't know if you've you've heard um, any of the news stories on that, there, Kat. Well, I've heard of that a long time ago. Of things being able to to get to that point, so there are places that are doing it. Then, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And here's a here's a uh, I think this is about two minutes. Here's a uh, here's a news report um, on that. Um, I think I want to say San Diego or something like that. But uh, here's a news report, and uh, we'll have other people uh, listen to this. Here we go. 
1997, the movie Gattaca imagined a world where parents could custom design their babies. Today, the idea is almost a reality with pre-implementation genetic diagnosis, or PGD. PGD technology allows doctors to screen embryos for a variety of genetic traits. Now, a Los Angeles clinic is offering the technology to allow parents to select the sex, hair and eye color of their babies. Here's what the Fertility Institutes advertise on their website. Girl or boy, the Fertility Institutes, the world's largest 100% sex selection program, is now helping to make that dream come true with near-perfect certainty for thousands of parents. The ability to choose a baby's sex, hair and eye color is igniting a firestorm of fierce debate. The New York Daily News says custom-made babies delivered. And Fox News asks, want a blue-eyed, blonde-haired baby girl? The Wall Street Journal's headline reads, a baby please, blonde freckles hold the colic. PGD for sex selection is illegal in 35 countries, including the UK, Italy and Canada. Canada's Gateway Online warns against what it sees as a future problem with the technology. Selecting a baby's eye or hair colour doesn't appear to be all that extreme, but it sets a precedent. Who gets to assume the ethical and moral authority to draw the line for what can and can't be selected? Jeff Steinberg, who runs the Fertility Institutes, is defending the technology, saying it's mainly used to combat genetic diseases like cancer. Fox News' Bill O'Reilly talked to Steinberg Steinberg defends the technology and criticizes the countries that ban it. You'll see babies with easily preventable genetic disorders, same countries that um, basically have banned the technology. Um, one thing here in the United States that we've always cherished is reproductive rights, reproductive freedoms. The BBC acknowledges the medical merits of PGD but raises this possibility. A couple might want to have a baby with a darker complexion to help guard against a skin cancer if they already had a child who had developed a melanoma, but others might just want a boy with blonde hair. So does the science even exist? The Today Show brings us a perspective of one doctor who says not so fast. The science is kind of there. You could pick the possibility that you'd have a higher chance of having a blue-eyed or blonde-haired baby. But things like intelligence and sports athletic ability, those genes, we don't know. We don't know how to select for them. And they're multifactorial, and I don't think we'll be able to select for them. So I, I think this is more hype than, than reality. Some argue for greater regulation of fertility and reproductive technology, especially after the controversial birth of the California octuplets. Should parents get to choose genetic traits for their baby, where should the line be drawn? We'd love to hear your thoughts on this story at Newsy.com and be sure to check out our sources. I'm Charlotte Ballas for Newsy.com. So, interesting story there. Oh, well, that's, I mean, I have two words for that. And it's called playing God. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh... That's what, that's what some people are saying with that. Uh, you know, this clinic is is uh, the the way they're kind of rationalizing about this is, well, if there is a genetic disease, and we know a lot of genetic, you know, like cancer and that type of thing, or um, a Huntington's disease, that type of thing, you know, they can maybe select out for that. You know, that's kind of the rationalization. But then they go into this kind of marketing and designer type of things as far as. You know, eye color, hair color, gender of the baby, or whatever, and uh, that's it's very interesting. It's messed up, and and I don't. I'm sorry, I don't think you can. As far as the 
the genetic thing and the cancer, I think that's a load of crap too. Uh, you know, I was pretty much the first one in my family to get cancer. So you think I have any genetic predisposition? Well, maybe I do. I don't know. But can they even check for that? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they've been having this you know, human genome project, you know, where they map out the uh, the human genome. And uh, they've been finding a lot of um, – I don't think they've published a bunch of stuff yet, but I know that they've been finding some genetic links uh, to some uh, diseases, um, especially diseases that, you know, strike early in life like Huntington's chorea and, and uh, you know, even sometimes uh, things like sickle cell anemia and, the, and that, those type of things. So um, I know they're doing the research for it, and, and uh, that's been going on for a while. Hmm. I still don't like it. It doesn't, I don't know, I, something feels wrong about it. I mean, if somebody just said, look, I don't care, if, if they were really concerned about, you know, their child having some kind of disease or genetic predisposition to something, then say, okay, I want the kid to be free of disease. But it doesn't matter what eye color, what hair color, I just, I'm going to love them. For, well, you could say I'm going to love my child for who they are, even if they come out with, you know, whatever ailment whatever problem, whatever anomaly, whatever genetic disease. You know what I'm saying? I don't right. know. It, it's all it's all of it's just strange. You know, growing mm-hmm. babies in a test tube to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I mean it as always happens, I mean the, the, the ethics, you know, always runs behind science. So uh it'll be interesting to see, you know, as time goes on, as this you know, gets uh, more and more out there, uh, what uh, people think about it, uh, what uh, kind of the medical ethicists people say about it, um, and kind of see how that all plays out. So this is also a story kind of still evolving. Very interesting. It still seems a little bit too, you know, it's like going in and saying, you know, to a car dealership, and, you know, you don't want anything that's on the lot. You want something specially made so you get all these things specially, you know, like a special color and all because you want this perfect car. Well, it's a car. It's okay. But <laughs> right. you're having a kid. You kind of have to deal with what God gives you. It's, it's, to me, that's what my thought is. But, you know, of course, I'm someone without kids. So what, what do I – I believe that even though you don't have children, you can have an opinion on stuff. But the problem is when you do have an opinion on stuff, people always are ready to say, well, you don't have any kids. Like if you can't have an opinion on something like that. I still don't think, you know, being a single woman, okay, and I have gone through times in my life where I felt this need, oh, I want to have a baby. You know, those maternal needs that a lot of women go through. Not every woman maybe, but most women. And, you know, when... I've had these, you know, little feelings or whatever, these little periods of time where I'm like, oh, I want a baby, I want a baby, but I had no one in my life. Well, they always say that there's sperm banks, right? There's whatever. But I always stop myself because I felt like, why am I going to bring a child into this world under these circumstances on purpose? Why not wait and see if that's just in the cards for me? But that's just me. I'm not saying everyone in the world has to think the way I do. But 
if I can think that way about going into a clinic and just having any, you know, just whatever put in me, not worrying about the hair color, the eye color, and all that, why, how can people do this where they custom make their baby and not think that there's anything weird about that or wrong with that or messed up about that? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people are going to have an opinion on this, so it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, <clears throat> how this kind of evolves and how uh, you know, what what people think about it. And I mean, you know, at this point, I mean, you know, there people have their own personal right answer and wrong answer, and uh, you know, that's what uh, you know, that's what kind of ethics is 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 you know, they're really <clears throat> it's hard to come up with a right answer or wrong answer because it's a really personal answer, and uh, uh, as this debate goes on. Um, we'll kind of have to see, you know, what what the different points of view on it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. And uh, are you in the chat room right now, Kat? Uh, no. Why? What's going on? I just want I just want to let you know. I mean, we've had a great crew here tonight. We've had uh, you know even around twenty people in our chat room tonight. So thank you everybody for joining Woo-hoo! us. Woo! Um, and since Eric is in my chat room, man, I have to play a because uh, every time he's in my chat room, I have to play a uh, an audio bite from uh, from our president because he always yells at me in the chat room every time I do that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so if you saw my if you heard my show on uh, on Thursday, uh, you heard that I talked about you know the healthcare summit that, that took place at the White House. I think it was on it was on it was on Thursday, uh, and I talked about it on my Thursday show. So if you want to. Uh, Check that. I listened to the uh, uh, the second part of show number eighty, and you'll see my you hear my thoughts on that. I'm not going to go into that whole thing again tonight, but uh, there was a sound clip I wanted to to to, to share with everybody, uh, and uh, <clears throat> it's it's a sound clip where the president is talking about primary care docs, and uh, and at least he's saying maybe not doing, but at least he's saying that. Uh, uh, and maybe somebody's telling him the right thing or the, what he should be saying or whatever. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> and he's talking about primary care docs. And at the end of this clip here, um, <clears throat> excuse me, is the uh, is the president of uh, of my professional organization, American Academy of Family Physicians, uh, talking about primary care. So we'll uh, this 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 runs a little bit long, so uh, just gonna give our he- heads up on it. But I think it's important, and uh, uh, we'll play it right now. Well, you raise a couple of important points. Number one, doctors, and I'm assuming that we've got uh, somebody, and, and I'm going to call on them in a second, but uh, you know, I've got a lot of very close friends who are doctors. And the enormous pressure and strain that the medical profession is now feeling from a whole variety of sources uh, is something that we've got to attend to in this reform process. We're not producing enough uh, primary care physicians because the cost of uh, medical education is so high that people feel that they've got to specialize. Uh, the issue of, uh, of malpractice insurance is real. And if you're an OB-GYN, that is enormous pressure that you're having to deal with. Uh, one of the things that we've done in this budget that we're presenting is to finally surface what had been uh, the fiction that we weren't going to give doctors higher reimbursements. We always did it in the end. We just didn't budget for it and caused enormous stress for them. 
Uh, now, the flip side of it is if we're going to do more for doctors, part of what we've also got to say is if there are states like Minnesota that are providing as good or better care than other states and yet are keeping their costs lower and Medicare and Medicaid reimbursements are better controlled, shouldn't we be learning from what those states are doing and then making that more generally applicable? And there may be some resistance on the part of providers to say, well, you know, our circumstances are different in this state or that state, but this is what I mean when I say that data and evidence have to drive the process. If, if we can find better practices, then doctors have to be willing to uh, uh, you know, learn from uh, the experience of others in terms of controlling costs. They've got to be part of the solution as well. So since I'm talking about doctors, uh, we've got Ted Epperly of the American Academy of Family Physicians. Is Ted around here somewhere? There we go. Go ahead. Got a mic right behind you. Well, first, Mr. President, what an honor to be here and to be with all of you. Speaking on behalf of over 100,000 family doctors, we're ready to do our part. We very much believe that we need to expand coverage in this country to everyone, and we need to fix the workforce, sir, so that all those patients have a place to go. Uh, we'll roll up our shirt sleeves and do everything possible to make this work because it is the right thing to do. And I applaud you and this body for doing this today, to do it this year, and we must do it. Thank you. Good. So there you go. So if people want to hear my commentary on that, you can listen to show number 80, uh, the last uh, half of the show. So uh, so at least you're saying the right thing. So we'll see uh, we'll see what actually happens there, Kat. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, our family dogs make a lot where I live because they do a lot of the OB-GYN OB work. They, a lot of our family doctors down here deliver babies. Yeah, and there, there was a lot of them in our state up here, too, until the malpractice skyrocketed, and everybody, a lot of them had to give it up, um, which uh, obviously, you know, was very bad for them and for their patients. So, it was, uh, so yeah, <clears throat> even even here in Ohio, you know, a lot of family docs, especially in the rural areas, did deliveries, too, and uh, was, this was until about five or six years ago when the malpractice was just too much for them to keep going. Yeah, um I didn't realize, I mean, I guess any doctor could deliver a baby if they wanted to, but I, I find it amazing that so many of ours down here do that, you know, almost primarily. And it is, unfortunately, the highest, the whole OBGYN, well, the whole maternal child area is the most highly, you know, area of medicine that is, is likely to get hit with a lawsuit you know, because of births that don't go the way, unfortunately, that they should, even though the doctor can, may have no control over that, they're going to sue, you know. Um, God forbid, you know, their premature baby was premature because they were smoking crack, but they're going to sue you, you know, or they're going to try to. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, I'm talking about NICU, too. NICU, labor and delivery, those areas are like the hardest-hitting Areas. Don't you agree? Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. You know, and I, and I think it has a lot to do with 
the fact that births can go wrong. But like I said, sometimes it could be the doctor's fault. You know, they made a poor decision. It could be a, a many things that, that could have happened. But a lot of times it's out of the physician's hands, you know. Or, God forbid, you had a 24, 25-weeker and they died because they were 24, 25-weeker. They're going to try to see you, <laughs> even if you did nothing wrong. So it's it's rough. It's it's a rough area to be in. And but unfortunately, that's the that's the that's the world we live in. It's a Sue happy country. I'm very negative tonight, aren't I? <laughs> Am I very negative tonight? Well, we have, a, we have a few minutes left. All right. Well, I have one more sound clip here. It's gonna and it's gonna end on a high note here. So. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I've uh, uh, I've been watching this new late night show, uh, uh, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. He's he's kind of the new host of that show, and uh, people who uh, looked at my blog and that uh, looked at my uh, kind of postings on uh, Facebook there, they've uh, seen that I've been having this uh, this <clears throat> this comedy bit here. Uh, so we'll play this at the end of the show here. Uh, and it's just talking about uh, the, the the stimulus bill that was passed uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I thought it was very funny. Uh, so we'll play this, and then we'll close the show here. So uh, here we go. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Slow jam in the news. Help me out here, would you? My name is Jimmy. I'm a Virgo. That means I can easily see what's written all over your face. All over your face. You're thinking about present stimulus taxes just passed through Congress. Ooh, yeah. Measure HR dash one three. Introduced by Nancy Pelosi. Could have passed much sooner, but Congresswoman Virginia Fox wanted to play with it a little. Oh yeah, she played with it. Touched on all of its fine details all night long, all night long. She added an amendment. The fact that some GOP governors are now refusing the money has raised a few eyebrows. Democrats are saying that this is a stunt and media attention is all they want. My advice, Mr. Speaker of the House, is this. Next time, don't rush it. When you bring your motion down to the floor, we'll be waiting. Oh, yeah. You can't rush my stimulus, baby. And that is how we slow jam the news. <laughs> oh, that is good stuff. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, so we have four minutes left here. So, uh, can't want you to tell any everybody uh, 
when is uh, the Landview Lowdown coming back and when it's on and all that good stuff? Um, well, the Landview Lowdown will be returning. If not this coming up Monday, then the next. <laughs> Finally. Um, and it will pro- most likely be at 6 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Yes. No, wait. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> six, six Central. Would, okay, if I tried to get a 6 Central spot, because that's 7 o'clock in Eastern time, is that considered prime, prime time or no? Maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, well, pull on Blog Talk. No, I don't mean that. I love Blog Talk Radio, especially because <laughs> it's free to use. Thank you, Alan Levy, for... Oh, did you see that write-up Mr. Alan Levy got in Forbes.com? I just want to congratulate him here on your show and thank him for making my blog talk radio dreams come true. Thank you, Alan. Uh, So for people (laughs) who want to find out more information, uh, what is the website they want to check out? Uh, For my show? Um, Well, the blog talk radio page is blogtalkradio.com forward slash from Pine Valley to Landview. And our MySpace page is myspace.com slash Lowdown, and our website is www.landviewlowdownradioshow.com. And I will have a lot more information for you next Saturday about exact times and all that stuff. And I will also be posting bulletins and so forth and so on and all that. Okay. Well, very good. So thanks as always, Kat, for being on the show. You were awesome. Thank you, Chief. It was great as usual. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will talk to you next week. Right on. And I will be on Annie and Burrow next. Thanks, everybody, for showing up tonight. Y'all are awesome. Mwah. Thank you, Dr. Anonymous. Okay. Good night, Kat. Good night. All right, kids. So we only have just a couple minutes left here. And uh, I do want to give uh, – uh, the next show here, a shout-out here. I'll be uh, listening to the Indian Borough Live show here next on Block Talk Radio. The uh, link there is there in the chat room. And uh, if you want to catch the next Dr. Anonymous show, it will be on Thursday, March 12th, 2009 at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you want to find out more information on that, you can go to dranonymous.com and why not go to DrAnonymous.net and DrAnonymous.org. You can check those out, too. One is my Facebook, takes you to my Facebook link, and one takes you to my uh, iTunes link where you can uh, subscribe to the show. So uh, I'm not going to have any uh, closing music here uh, this evening, so I will say good night from the Buckeye State. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening to the show. Whether you're here live or listening on the archives, you guys are the best. And I am Dr. Anonymous. Everybody have a good night. And we will talk to all of you very soon. Good night.